Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. For this morning, we will continue with our series for on the basics. And uh, first and foremost, I do want to apologize. I made slides this morning. However, I don't know what happened to my slides. So there are no slides to show you guys. I, um, I got up early, and I went through my notes, and I sat down, and I typed everything up, and everything was all nice and neat and clean. And then uh, when I came here, somehow they didn't show up. So, uh, so I trust that you guys will follow with me. Uh, don't fall asleep. I may call you out if you fall asleep. But uh, I just want to say I apologize for not having the slide. So we are continue, continuing with our series on the basics. And these are some of the basic topics, just like what uh, Toby said. Topics that, uh, such as who is Jesus? Uh, the importance of the cross. Uh, what's the meaning of life? Uh, how to read the Bible? Having faith? and uh, hearing from God, all these topics that we, as followers of Jesus Christ, should know and, just as importantly, and applying those topics to our daily lives. Uh, Only from that place of practically applying these foundational topics to our daily lives, we will be able to eventually share with the people around us in terms of who is Jesus? What does he mean to me? Why is the cross important to me and to us? And sharing from our personal revelation of Jesus on any topic, actually, should be the goal for all of us as followers of Jesus because that's what God called us to do, right? The Great Commission is to share the gospel and advance the kingdoms. And essentially, in order to effectively teach or share others on any topic at all, we would need to know how to do that for ourselves. Right? It's easy to kind of go read a book on uh, how to play volleyball for dummy. But until you actually play volleyball, you don't really know what to do. Right? For, for those of you who are a little bit older, you may watch, uh, remember the movie Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. You know, this kid, he learned Kung Fu by watching it on TV. It's not the same thing. So we need to effectively know how to do something first before we can help teach and train others. Uh, This is similar to when we read something from scriptures. It must always start within each of us first, before we can share with others. And this is not just from me. Scriptures teaches us that in in James 1, verse 22 to 25, and I did have this on the slides, but for those of you who, who have your Bible, you can turn it to this, but I will read this for you guys. James 1, 22 to 25. Do not merely listen to the word, but to, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. James 1, verse 22 to 25. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So essentially, knowing 
and applying these foundational topics is similar to a person who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. So don't worry about what others are doing, just like what Toby shared earlier about worship. Don't worry about what others are following scriptures or if they are not following scriptures. Are we living out the teachings of Jesus Christ? Are we growing in our own personal revelation of Jesus? The best way to know if we have been growing in our personal revelation of Jesus is to ask ourselves the questions. And I, I do ask myself this question often to, uh, in a way, encourage myself and to challenge myself is, do I have more trust in God's leading, in God's knowing his goodness, more trust in his provision now than I did a year ago, three years ago, five years ago? We don't need to tell anyone uh, what the answer is, but at least let's be honest with ourselves. And that can be, hopefully that can be a barometer for our own personal growth of Jesus. And, and to encourage everyone, myself included, to not take these foundational topics for granted. I want to throw that question out about, am I growing in my personal revelation of Jesus? That question out. Um, to, to just kind of help us remind ourselves. Don't take this for granted. And uh, the topic, I'm finally getting to the topic for this morning is, and I actually did share with some of the people this morning is, I haven't preached for four weeks, so I have so many things I wanted to get out. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to compress this and keep it to the 25 minutes uh, guideline that we try to go by. So the topic for this morning is prayer. I like to think that prayer is one of the growing strengths at restorations. However, we collectively, as a church, restoration, can always get better at knowing what is prayer and actually how to pray. Uh, I do want to remind everyone that I'll uh, use this opportunity to remind everyone that we have a pre-service prayer time at 9.30 a.m. Everyone is encouraged to come and join us. It's for everyone, everyone is invited. It's a time for us to come together, prepare our hearts, pray for the service, pray for the Sunday. So I just wanna throw that out to let you guys know. But uh, prayer in general is a very broad topic. But for this morning, uh, we will try to simplify it by briefly, I wanna say briefly, briefly answering two questions. As in, what is prayer and how do we pray? It would have been so much better with the slides in the background, so that would help you guys to come along. But what is prayer? So just imagine there's a slide back there to say, what is prayer? Everyone has a deep desire, or at least exercise a form of praying, right? even those who don't believe in God. An example is, you may have heard this many times, right? Please let me have this job. Please let there be some food left as you show up late for mealtime. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me, all right. Maybe I'm the only one who said that. Please let me have a good night's sleep. Or, or please let me win the lottery. Have you heard that before? Okay. Um, so when, the, when people say these things, they are praying to someone or asking for a divine intervention, even though they may not want to admit it. This desire to speak to a higher being whom we have the privilege to know that is God, our creator, has always been a part of our human desire. We were created since the very beginning to communicate directly with God. As we can see from Genesis, because he wants 
to have a relationship with us. It's good news. We still can communicate with God through his son, Jesus. I want to emphasize that. Through his son, Jesus. Hebrews 1 verse 2. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir over all things, and through whom also he made the universe. We can speak to God by his son. If others who claim to hear from God, because nowadays everyone believes in so many things, you don't really know what they believe in, but if they claim to hear from God, not by his son, they may be hearing things from other places, maybe the devil. Be careful, because the devil does try to speak to us through lies, through fears, cause doubt and shame, and either to beat us down or to boost up our pride and our ego to say that, oh, you know everything. You don't need to listen to so-and-so. You can do whatever you want. I don't want to spend too much time on this point, but I do want to stress the importance of by his son, Jesus. Uh, Essentially, prayer is how we communicate with our Father. How do we get to know his heart? How do we get to know who he is? How do we get to know the desires that he has for our lives? How do we get to know his love for us? How do we know his plans and his purpose for our lives? As we know more of those things from him through prayer, we will have a better understanding of our current situation. Sometimes, do you guys ask yourself, Why am I in this situation? Why does it take so long before I can get out of this situation? Why am I going through this struggle? Prayer will help give us an answer, help lead us out of the situation that we're in. And, And also prayer will help us build our own confidence in God, the God given gifting that he has given to us and have a security in who we are to be and who we're not to be and who we are called to do, and also who we are called not to do. So simply put, prayer is and should be the most important activity in our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. Prayer, so what is prayer? Prayer is communication with God. We have the privilege to communicate with God at any time, anywhere. I think sometimes I don't fully understand what that meant, what I just said. We have the privilege to communicate to God, the creator of the universe, anytime, anywhere. And with the understanding that God is never too busy, never too busy for us. Just think about it. As an example, I I work, uh, I think you guys know that I work during the week, right? 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm not going to call up the president of my company to say, hey, I'm kind of lonely. Can we chat for a little bit? Right? Oh, you guys, we don't call up the president of the United States to say, hey, I need some little encouragement. Can you give me a little pick-me-up? No, but God, God himself is available always, all the time. That's how amazing it is. And that's why it's a, it's a privilege that we get to do this with God. So communication is a key in any relationship, right? And it is the same with our relationship with God. If we want to have a relationship with God, we must have a prayer life. If we want to have a great relationship with God, we must have a great prayer life. It's challenging, isn't it? 
was challenging for me. So by the way, keep in mind, God loves, loves to have a great relationship with us. We're the only ones who are holding things back. Right? We're the ones that sometimes, like, man, I'm too busy with work. I don't have time to pray. You know, I have too many things on my mind. I don't have time to pray. I'm, I'm just sharing my own personal struggles. I'm not saying that you guys do this. Or oh, I just have too many distractions. I don't have time to pray. We're the, one, we're the ones who are holding back from having a great relationship with God. Because God is always willing, always waiting. Just like I said, two in the morning, four in the morning, seven in the morning. He's there waiting for us, wanting to talk to us. So great relationship with God, we must have a great prayer life. And as we know this, if anyone has ever been in a relationship, right? Even if you are not in a relationship, you know good communication is the key factor in any relationship, right? Can I say that? Because if you disagree, you are probably not in a relationship, just so you know. Uh, So if you're wondering why you're not in a relationship, communication. Uh, So what do I mean by having a great prayer life? An example of a great prayer life that we can look to is obviously Jesus. Great prayer life leads to great relationship. And Jesus, he was certain of the Father's love for him because of how often Jesus communicated with our Heavenly Father. John 17, verse 25 to 26. Oh, I love this chapter. If you ever been here, if you ever heard me talk about John 17, my hands down favorite chapter of all the scriptures. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. John 17, verse 25 and 27. There was an absolute certainty when Jesus said, I know you. That can only come through his relationship with the Father. Right? I know you and the love you have for me. There was no doubt, no question, absolute certainty. I know the love you have for me. Prayer is, again, an amazing privilege that we get. And I want to stress the privilege. It's a privilege that sometimes we take for granted. But prayer is an amazing privilege that we get through Jesus to communicate with God. So that is what's prayer. We want to talk about the basic stuff, but I want to encourage and remind everyone, take time out. Prioritize the privilege that we have. It's more important than our jobs. I know sometimes people may hesitate or don't really receive what a pastor may have. I work full time. I understand. Without a great prayer life, a job's going to get harder and harder. There will be more stress, more pressure in our lives. But with a great prayer life, everything will be easier. So prayer is a privilege that we get to communicate with God. So how to pray? So if I may change this to like, how do we talk to God? The way we talk with God is in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. God is spirit. So we must let the Holy Spirit, whom has been given to us as a gift, the moment we accept Jesus as our father, we must let the Holy Spirit lead us when we talk with God. That's what praying in the Spirit means. Ephesians 6, verse 18. 
and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Jude 1.20 But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. And also 1 Corinthians 2.13 This is what we speak, not in the words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. Explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. So when we pray in the Spirit, we also will fulfill what Jesus told us to seek after. Matthew 6.33 Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to, uh, to you as well. All these things. I say in everything. You know, our food, our drinks, our, our materials, our clothes that we wear. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So an example, uh, I want to use an example of, of, of praying in the spirit. So let's say if we're praying for a new job. right? You, 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 maybe you're not happy with your current job and you want to pray for a new job. So as you pray in the spirit and we prioritize, prioritize the seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We felt to pray into making an impact where we are currently or to do things differently with our current job. This means that we should not move on. This means that we should not move on. That's what it means to pray in the spirit. When we pray in the spirit, God would reveal things to us in terms of, oh, this is what you should be doing. An example is in Acts 16, right? Paul, he wanted to go somewhere else, but he was led by the Holy Spirit to go to Macedonia. So when we pray in the spirit, and we know that the Holy Spirit's main job is to glorify Jesus, we will automatically satisfy the seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We will seek his kingdom and his righteousness. We will also follow the guidelines set out to us that, that Jesus said in Luke 11 and Matthew 6. Wait, what was Luke 11 and Matthew 6? I think it's most commonly known as the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no me, myself, and I. There's nothing about my job. You know, give me a chance to win the lottery, make my life better. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then it finally got to give us our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive others. Lead us not into temptation and help us to resist the devil. I do want to throw that in there once in a while because we talked about God, but also don't forget the devil is always trying to take us away from God. The devil does exist. Right? If God exists, the devil exists. So praying, um, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness will help us to pray in the spirit. And also we can see from scriptures that we're told to pray often. So pray often. How do I pray? Pray often. Going back to what I said earlier about applying what we learn from scriptures, right? remember to pray as often as possible. Because First Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually, as in always praying. Uh, pray often, but I do want to say that there's no time limit. Right? There's no minimum, there's no maximum time limit. You don't have to go at least 30 seconds, or you have to go, you can't go more than 30 minutes. You can pray for hours if you want. You can pray for five seconds if you want. There's no time limit. Just do it often. It doesn't matter if we're spending personal time with God. It can be just 
10 seconds, it's okay. You know, whether we're, we're praying into things or praying for breakthrough or praying for intercede, or interceding for someone or worshiping God, or when we're praying for others, we don't have to stand there for like two minutes while I need to repeat these five things on the checkbox before I get to the prayer. No, there's no time limit. Just do it often. Jesus, a lot of time, he said simply, you are healed. Right? You're forgiven. Be healed. There's no time limit or there's no formula. It's the heart. That's what matters. So remember, communication is a two-way street also in terms of how do we pray. So pay attention and listen. When we pray in the Spirit, pay attention and listen. Listen to what God is saying to us. To us and through us also when we are praying in the Spirit. Some of those things which we are praying out loud are what God is revealing to us. You know, sometimes it's through our actual prayers. Sometimes we may get an image. Sometimes we may get songs. Sometimes you just get words. Or sometimes you just get a name. That's what it means to, that, that's another whole topic of prophetic praying, and I won't go into that. But God also speaks to us and through us. So keep that in mind. Um, because communication is a two-way street, right? If it's a one-way street, we can't really say communications. Uh, and also, uh, I do want to point out that when we pray for someone, pray for someone else, we have to make sure that three things apply. Strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. Make sure, or if someone's praying for you and is not strengthening you or comforting you or encouraging you, maybe don't receive it. Because the Holy Spirit will always come to do those three things. To lift us up, strengthen us, encourage us, and refresh us. Uh, sometimes, God, another topic in terms of when we pray and how do we pray is, sometimes God does not answer. Does anyone have that? I know you all hear God answer all the time. But for me, sometimes God does not answer. Or he doesn't provide a solution to our struggles. When this happens, there may be many reasons, but generally speaking, there are two things. Firstly, is when he doesn't answer, or he's not giving us the answer that we want him to say, first thing is continue to do the last thing he told us to do. It just means that you're not done doing what I told you to do yet, so keep doing it if you're not hearing an answer from God, or if you want to do something else. Continue to do the last thing that God has told us to do, or do what God told you to do the last time you pray. Because perhaps you didn't like what you hear from God, so you decided to do something else. So if you don't hear an answer, it may be one of those two things. Secondly, is sometimes we need to accept there are things that we just don't know and we don't have an answer for. However, we need to trust God because we know who he is. If we know who he is, we can always trust him in all circumstances, in all situations. Just as Vanessa shared two weeks ago about God's answer to Job, God spoke about his goodness. That was his non-answer. He spoke about his amazing creations. Essentially, his non-answer was, trust in my goodness. Do you really need to hear an answer from me? Trust in my goodness. Trust in my faithfulness. Look at what I have done. Trust in my wisdom. Look at my creations. That is your answer. So sometimes, 
we just have to trust God. Trust that he is good, that he's faithful, that he knows so much more than us and continue to do what he has called us to do. Um, so also another thing that I do want to talk about is how do we praise? I, I, I feel like when we talk about prayer, we have to talk about praying in a group or in a corporate setting. Firstly, we should always make an effort to be in a group or in a corporate uh, prayer time because there's power and unity when we pray together. God loves seeing his people, seeing his children gather together to pray, to hear from him, to hear him speak. Matthew 18, verse 20, right? For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with, where am I with them? There am I with them. Psalms 133, we all know this Psalms, verse 3. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. As we gather together, God commanded his blessing. Right? God wants us to come together, be united in heart, in the same purpose. And when that happens, he will ordain, he will appoint his blessing and the life of God. I'm going to say this, and it may be a little bit controversial, but I see that in the Bible. A great prayer life cannot happen without a great, without participating in corporate prayer time. I cannot say that I have a great prayer life if I don't participate in a corporate prayer time. Because when we gather together in the corporate prayer time, we, a couple things from this is we learn how to pray. If you didn't know how to pray and you'd have trouble praying out loud, thank you. Um, we, we, we learn how to pray and we, be, we are being encouraged by how people pray. I'll share a little personal experience. The first time that I, I, I actually I shared this with someone um, recently is I used to be, and still to a certain degree, get super nervous in front of people, public speaking, especially in a group prayer time, right? Because when you pray, it's very intimate. It's, it's, you're pouring out your soul. And I was in a group prayer time, and I, I, I was encouraged from the standpoint that I saw some people were praying and they were not very articulate. Like, man, that's like gibberish. Not gibberish, not gibberish. But they were just being themselves. They had an accent that I couldn't understand, but they were just speaking and you can feel the heart of God. And I was encouraged. You know what? I can do all that. I can actually do better than that. I'm, not, I'm just joking about doing better. But I was encouraged because it's about who we're praying to. And I realized all the excuses, and I, I, I'm going to say excuses because for me, it sounded like excuse about, I don't like to talk in front of people. I don't like public speaking. Uh, my upbringing is this. My past is that. I want to encourage you guys, anything that start with me, myself, and I, does not comply with seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That was challenging, right? That was challenging for me. That was challenging for me because like, who cares if you're shy? Who cares if you don't like speaking in front of people? Who cares if you sound funny? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That's all that matters. So that's why I feel corporate prayer is such an important time because you see that in scriptures. God wants us to gather. So 
that's going back to what I said about a controversial point is we cannot say we have great prayer life if we don't participate in corporate prayer time. And as we gather, we can encourage everyone and help everyone to like overcome our own insecurities, right? Like an example I said, overcome our shyness. It's not about me, myself, and I. It's about Jesus. Because when we talk about ourselves, we're not lifting our eyes up to Jesus and making it about him. And I want to know if you're struggling or if you struggle in public speaking, I want to let you guys know I have fought those battles, and I'm still fighting those battles. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Oh, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no me, myself, and I in any of those things. So hopefully that's an encouragement for you guys. Um, okay, I'm done. I'm going to wrap this up. I'm, I'm bringing this to land now. And there's so much on prayer, but I just felt there's two important things to talk about. What is prayer and how do we pray? And I trust we all can see, hopefully see the importance of praying together. It is very important for us to come together and pray together because we see that in scriptures. So we can't just have a personal private life in our own quiet room and don't bother to come to do corporate prayer life because we're not following everything that God teaches us about prayer. And again, our prayer life is the most important measurement of our relationship with God. Hopefully that's an encouraging or challenging statement for you guys. Our prayer life is the most important measurement of our relationship with God. I want to bring this so into land by wrapping up this uh, topic on prayer with these practical handles on prayer. I'm a very simple guy, so I like to always make things very simple. It's three things. It is a privilege for us to pray. Keep in mind, it's an amazing privilege for us to pray. So don't feel awkward. You, we get to talk to God anytime, anywhere. In the shower, while you're doing the dishes, while you're folding laundry, while you're at work, while you're about to go to bed, as soon as you wake up, anytime, anywhere. It's an amazing privilege that we can talk to God, and he will never be too busy. So it's a privilege for us to pray. Pray in the spirit. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That is hopefully a good practical handle to help us on how to pray in the spirit. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness when we pray. All the things that we want I would like to see, uh, or thinking that we need, or thinking that we want, will be pushed aside. And the Holy Spirit will speak to us and guide us and refresh us. So praying is a privilege. Pray in the Spirit. And number three, do it often. Do it often. You guys, each of us decide on how often that is. For someone, it may be every hour. For Marie, I'm sure it's every hour. For someone, it may be once a day. For someone, it may be once a week. I'm hoping it's more than once a week, but just do it often. Do it often because if you go back to those three things, it's a privilege. And we get to hear from God. We get to be refreshed. When you pray in the Spirit, you always be refreshed. You always be encouraged. You always be strengthened, right? Strengthened, comforting, and encouraging. 
and do it often. So that's what I have for us for this morning. So um, uh, I'm going to pray and end this morning, and then I'm going to hand it over to Toby. So why don't, we, why don't we all stand up, please? I know you guys have been sitting. I, I went a little bit longer than I thought, but um, do you have something to say? Yeah, you can. Okay, let me pray. And then. Father, we just want to thank you for you, God. As we come before you, we want to lift you up and honor you and praise you and exalt you. Lord. We pray that this morning is about you and only about you, God. We pray that Jesus, that your name is lifted up, Lord. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come and give us a greater revelation of you, Jesus, a greater revelation of the privilege that we have as your people to be able to talk to you, to be able to speak to you, to be able to hear from you, to be able to, to, be, able to be led by you. I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, to help us have a greater understanding of who you are, Jesus. That is our deepest, deepest desire is to grow in a revelation of you, Jesus. We pray for that in your mighty name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 